Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of what the Scripture says about not fearing. Way, way, way too many people live in fear, and it's being used as a weapon nowadays. It's pretty obvious <coughs> that the things that are happening worldwide are being driven by an agenda to instill fear into people, because people who have fear are easy to control. People who live in fear are easy to manipulate. We see it in the world. We see it within organizations. Okay, We see it within religious organizations. And the Lord has warned us about such. He's told us to not fear. Don't be worried. Don't be fret. Don't be anxious. Don't be dismayed. He's, he expresses it in a lot of different ways. I want to go to 1 John 4. We've been in, in and out, I think, of this passage a couple times. And I want to read a, a verse, and then we'll probably have to back up and look at several verses over the next few episodes. First uh, John is just so, so needed today. <laughs> Uh, in the life of a true believer, you need and must know what John says in his first letter. Okay, so First John, chapter four. Uh, let's just jump in at verse eighteen, and you'll see what what, uh, what the point is, and then we'll go back and look at a larger context. <clears throat> it says this: There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. Verse 19. We love because he first loved us. Now, let me read those two verses again. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. Now, there's a lot to be understood from this, and we'll back up and look at the earlier in this chapter to look at some things, but just think about this for a moment. There's no fear in love. If we truly love, if we are, as it says here, but perfect love casts out fear, what does that perfect mean? It means completed, completed love, fulfilled love. Well, what type of love is he talking about here? You know, He says, we love because he first loved us, well, that love is agapio, agape at that particular moment, okay? And then various derivations of that same word uh, that the Lord has done for us. He loved us first. The love that we express and that will drive out fear is the love that comes from him. Now, let's back up verse 7 and just get a run and go with this, and then we'll continue talking about it. Verse 7 said this, But let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So we see that if we are actually born of God, we're going to manifest love, his love. Everyone who knows God will manifest his love. Now, people will say, well, even people in the world love. Oh, yeah, 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 they love, but not this kind of love. The agape love is the type of love where you want what is best for the other individual. You want what's best for them. And everybody lives with that. And it gives a total new insight to this. Let us love one another. 
Okay? So we're to love one another in this way. This love comes only from God. It cannot be worked up into flesh. It cannot really be manifested and experienced and expressed by those who are not of God. Those who are unbelievers cannot love this way. Verse 8 gives us a little more insight into that. It says this, The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Well, that gets even more interesting, doesn't it? Because he says, if you do not love, then you don't know God. Why? Because God is love. Now, what's he tell us at the beginning? Love one another. Who are these one another's? <laughs> That's always the question. You know, the, the question that the guy asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? You know, trying to justify himself. We're to love one another, especially those of the body of Christ, because that's who we are really one another with, the another with. We are also to love the one another in the world, uh, one another from the perspective that we are human beings, fellow human beings. But the one another's that are from God, we have the commonality of the spirit of the Lord, the most high God within us, dwelling within us. And we are one within that. We do not share that with the world because the world doesn't share that with us. So the one who sits there and does not love does not know God, for God is love. There are many who profess to be believers and many who say they're right with God, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, who do not love. And, he, and John says it several different ways in his little letter right here. That if you don't love in this way, then you're a fraud. Okay, you're a fake. Verse 9. By this, the love of God was manifested in us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. <laughs> Very much echoes of what John wrote in his gospel. John three sixteen. Okay. He says, it's the love of God was manifested in us. How did he do that? Because he sent his one and only unique son. That's what only begotten means, the unique one, <laughs> into the world. That we might live through the son, that we might be in right relationship with the father. So verse 10, and this is love, that we, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. To be the propitiating. Really, the term is expiator. Well, that doesn't really help. <laughs> it means that the Lord Jesus Christ is the one that was sent to literally just atone for, to do away with our sin. Okay? He is the sacrifice. And so he's saying this. It's not that we love and then we're right. It's that God loved us. And he loved us, and he sent his son, and he did this while we were still sinners. So therefore, what do we do? Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And that's the point he's driving home, is that you love one another, you love one another. I think that the lack of love for one another is the open door into a lot of people's lives that brings fear. Okay? I think the enemy deceives. I think you can be totally saved and be right with God, okay, be a true believer and be irritated with somebody, <laughs> okay, and there's no doubt about that. You see that in the scripture. Have disagreement with people, yeah. Uh, be angry with them, yeah, that's all fine. But if your pattern and practice of behavior is that that you don't love somebody, 
particularly a bunch of people, but even an individual, then you're not saved. But if you're not saved and you don't love someone, but if you are saved, I'm sorry, and you don't love somebody and you're irritated with them, you better be careful because that can be an open door to the evil one. Okay? It can be an open door that he will come in. And one of the primary things that he'll bring in will be fear. And the things that we're going to see later on in this passage are the things that are manifest uh, in the life of true believers when they open that door up of not loving somebody and fear comes in. You start living in fear. You start operating out of fear. You start having relationships with folks motivated by fear and defensiveness, et cetera, et cetera. And then that opens doors to other things, you know, uh, to, to lying, to cheating, et cetera. There's all sorts of things. Uh, we'll check that out the next time. I just looked up and noticed my time's about up. In the meanwhile, go read First John chapter 4 right there and see what the Lord speaks to you. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.